Good afternoon, good morning, good night, wherever you are in the world. This is Jamie and Phil, and welcome to Safe Harbour. Um, this episode, we're going to be talking about procrastination. Mm. If we ever get round to it. <laughs> See what I did there? <laughs> if we ever get round to it, that's a good one. Mm. Why procrastination? Why, yeah, well, I know why, because we just had a chat about it and we thought this would be a good one to chat about. But, what does procrastination mean for you? I don't procrastinate. I know, and I was quite (laughs) shocked when you said that. (laughs) I was like, what? Yeah, I'm the opposite. I'm impulsive and Mm. I don't procrastinate. My wife procrastinates. Bull in a china shop. I am. (laughs) Yeah, it comes back to bite me in the arse quite a lot. Go on, say more. Well, I make decisions, I can make decisions in the click of a finger, blink of a blink of an eye and mm. go, yeah, fuck it, I'm doing that. Mm. And um, I just kind of gut feel instantly and I um, will just step into something wholeheartedly um, without even thinking about it. Mm. So, yeah, it it can be, it can be a good thing and it can be, like I say, it can bite me in the arse sometimes. Mm. But most of the time it, it's... It's a good thing for me. I've always been like it, actually. Yeah, you mentioned about. that. Yeah. You mentioned that in the very first episode, I think, uh, where you're talking about how you were at school. Yeah, you were saying, "Yeah, I just I just jump in and just do it." Yep, yep, mm. absolutely. I'm, I've always been a yes man. Um, yeah, and that's not to say procrastination. People who procrastinate are no people. Yeah, it doesn't mean that you're. Yeah, you're not a, a no person, exactly. It feels like, um, I think I do think it's quite rare, though. I do think that, that you, in the way that you deal with situations, you know, you jump in straight in, or, or not experiencing procrastination, I think it's incredibly rare. I don't know, in my experience it is. Really? Hmm. Yeah, right. I mean, because a lot of people go, they're, you know, they're a bit like, oh, I'm not sure about this. I'm not sure. There's Certainly me, maybe I'm just speaking from my worldview because I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum. Right. Mm. Yeah. So what's that? What's it like to be on the opposite side of the spectrum? As a, a little bit scary when I hear about you just jumping in. I'm a bit, I'm a bit like, oh, I'd like a bit more of that in my behavior. But I tend to, I don't over plan, but I plan, I want to say in inverted commas, enough to know that it, is a safe jump into the unknown i know that there's i'm attached to a a climbing rope if i jump in i'm not completely free falling Mm. so safety safety plays a part in it feeling safe safety is a huge thing i think for me yeah yeah and yet sometimes and and there is a wild man in me which goes do you know what sod it i'm just going to jump in right and sometimes i do but it, it takes like hanging around good folks such as yourself (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to give me that kind of impetus yeah 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 is this i've got a sense this still needs to be a slight contract of safety in there somehow like a few lines that you can just put a signature to before yeah mm. yeah i think there's an ultimately overblown fear of of death 
<laughs> as in like if I do this will I die you know if I do this will I be shunned and cast out of the tribe metaphorically yeah, speaking yeah. will mm, I be judged one. there's another one and this came up in therapy the other day actually like my my biggest f primal fear is not being wanted and rejected and isolated and pushed out alone so yeah. I think a lot of my decision making uh, can be based upon is this what people expect of me is this like uh, something that is valuable based upon how people perceive me or is this a decision based upon something that I really want to do how do I know the difference you know that's an interesting thing so one thing that I notice when I'm entering into something new or approaching something new it matters a great deal that this thing that I'm about to do is it important to me or not if it's important to me then I'll probably procrastinate a little bit more. Hmm. If it's a create, I brought this up in therapy the other day. She was kind of interesting. If it's a creative endeavor, where there's no logical conclusion to this, then the realm of creativity and bringing into life has me procrastinate more because I feel like it can be done wrong. It can be done not well because yeah. there's no end result. Make sense. Whereas yep. if there's something logical, it's like kind of the, you go from A to B and there's an answer. You know that's the journey that it needs to take. And you just think about the steps that you need to take and you gen up about it and you go, yeah, I know that I can do this to this because it involves that, that, that and that. So I don't procrastinate on those things. Well, give me an example, mm. like a quick example of that that one. Yeah, sure. So like maybe, I don't know, fixing a piece of software that's that's playing up. Uh, on my Mac it could be a series of I could Google it I figure out what's causing the glitch I deinstall something and then I reinstall something and I know that those steps will lead to the solution I'm looking for so you don't you don't procrastinate over that that's no okay no I'll jump straight into that without okay. hesitation right because I know there's um there's an end result a desired end result which is going to make my life better and it's achievable. Now, if I'm going into a creative realm, like we were talking just before about, you know, a project I'm working on at the moment is creating my very first video for a client who's a story portrait client where I've done the hero's journey story with him and I've done still images with him. And I also recorded some footage of him. I went really deep in a conversation with him about why he does the work he does. And... I have this intention, this dream to create these story portrait movies, you know, short 15 minute mm, movies nice. about that individual and how he works. And mm. in my head, I have this kind of absolutely cinematic, beautiful end result that wants to manifest. And in reality, I know it's achievable, but I also know that I haven't had much experience around video production. And so, I've noticed more than ever in the last four weeks or so, I've procrastinated like anything around just even jumping in and starting this video for fear of not being able to do it well enough. Right. So not even being able to start it. Well, I've dabbled. I've opened the thing up. Right. <laughs> I okay. opened up Final Cut and I was like, yeah, there it is. Okay, there are the screens. <laughs> and I brought the footage in and I'm yeah. like, there he is. All good. And then I closed it down again. <laughs> 
Yeah. yeah. So what happens in that moment? I get excited, super excited to feel there's a spark in me that goes. And that is the spark, the original spark of why I want to do these in the first place, mm. because I know that I can help this person tell the most evocative, beautiful story on video with incredible music and cinematography and B-roll from my drone. And I can really make something gorgeous here. It's just, yeah. I'm on that step of uh, conscious incompetence because I'm not sure how to use Final Cut to the degree that will allow me to make that thing come true. Right. So what I hear there, right, as a metaphor, is you looking at the foot of Mount Everest. You've just created Mount Everest in front of you and you've bought an all right pair of trainers. <laughs> and you go, you're looking at your trainers going, shit, Yeah. these aren't going to make it up that mountain. Maybe I should, maybe yeah. I'll wait until I can afford some better trainers. Mm. How does that meta metaphor? Yeah, land? that lands. I think from my yeah. laugh, that lands completely. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah. And then, um, and, and then I go out, I jump onto YouTube, open up new tab, jump onto YouTube and look at the people who are making really beautiful cinematic short films on YouTube, you know, and I'm like, you, look at you, look at you with your grading and with your, you know, your beautiful mm. timing. And, and it puts me off, but it also inspires me. Right. It's so interesting. There's a, there's a two-way mm. energetic about it. I'm like, yes, I can do that. I know that I can do that. But I just don't know the mechanics of, like I was saying in that first piece, I don't know the mechanics of going from A to B. There's not logical steps. And there are, but there's a creative endeavor here that could yeah. go wrong. So I'm yeah. not going to jump into it. I'm not going to pursue it. So looking at that, picking up that metaphor again of that Everest and you've stood at the bottom, mm. what's, the, what's the, if you can add to that metaphor, mm. that safety thing, what is it? Like you're looking in the rucksack and you're not quite sure if this rope's mm. going to be strong enough to hold nice. you or what is it? Yeah, that really lands for me. Um, there's an important piece in this actually is that there's no promise of delivery time right like so this guy andrew who's, who's a lovely guy uh i've said to him you know i'm gonna attempt this i'm prototyping these videos and, and you're the first guy i'm doing it with and he, we did a, a lovely session when i did his still imagery and i said okay so i'm gonna take probably forever to do this you know i'm not charging you for this for this initial one and so there's no time attached to it and there's no kind of financial exchange attached to it. And so that is in a way my safety rope mm. in that I know that I can play with this and I can just gently sort of get better at it and I can start to day by day incrementally tinker so that I'm in a place of like, oh, actually I'm getting better at this. I do know what I'm doing. Yeah, okay. Um, so that's really helping. Yeah, there's no attachment to outcome. But then my inner critic would kick in and go, "Come on, Phil, mate, you want to get these videos out there? You know that they're going to be good, right? Yeah. So get it out there. Come on, you're, you're in a week where you have space and time to be able to do this. Why? Why are you effing around in the garden there? You know, repotting plants. What are you doing, man? Get back on Final Cut. And yeah, yeah." <laughs> And then I beat myself up for not moving it forwards. Okay. So that's all part of the procrastination journey. I think so. Mm. Well, I know so, yeah. Yeah. Mm. And it's frustrating because I haven't done it quick enough because I'm pretty impatient as well. Right. <laughs> <laughs>
Another yeah. saboteur. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> But then when I think about your, um, um, I want to say, lack of procrastination, that sounds really, um, that's exciting to me. There's charge in that. There's excitement in that. Yeah. You know, how yeah. is it to, well, you said it's kind of, you've come a cropper in the past maybe with it a little bit. Yeah. And it's also served you. So I'm really curious about both of those sides. Yeah. Um, I can't think of an example of when I've come a cropper. Ah, oh, damn it. See? Damn it. <laughs> I can't I think I can't think of an example. One's not coming to me straight away. How does it usually play out then? Let's think about a well, new Well, if my my metaphor if you like is mm. you know you've seen those guys that jump off the side of cliffs with those uh, suits on where they put their arms out and they fly, oh, right? Yeah, wing wingsuit things, yeah. Wingsuits. It feels a bit like that. Yeah. All so right. I like stand at the edge and I'm putting this thing on, I'm putting my arms in the sleeves. And I'm going, is this thing going to fly? And I'm just, I don't know. Is it going to fly? And I'm pulling the zip up, up mm. to my neck. And I go, shit, that's a long way down there. And then all of a sudden I'm going, way! <laughs> I've gone. I've just jumped. Mm. It's not even, I'm not even working anything out. I'm not planning anything or, I just go straight into gut. My gut says, yeah, jump. And I just jump. Um, when I've done programs or courses or, relationships or I, I suppose a good a good example of when it's come back to bite me in the ass is trusting my um judge of character i think uh, it's probably okay when my procrastination could could serve me could have served you <laughs> yeah because my judge of character in the past has been pretty crap based on just okay. diving in yeah just diving in and going yeah i trust this guy or I trust can you say a bit woman. more about that give an instance um, names of course but just yeah just trusting mm. trusting a guy with um something that i'm sharing with him you know like uh painful for me i really you know and i share it with this guy and i think i trust him and yeah i share this thing with him and then a couple of weeks later chinese whispers have gone around my small sleepy town and come back to me and I go you son oh, of a bitch oh wow you son of a bitch I shared mm. that with you and you you've let it out you've already in just you know mm. if it's two weeks and it's found its way back to me mm. you must have shared that straight away now, how does that land with you when that happens yeah it's horrible yeah mm. yeah and that's when that's when my saboteur comes in and goes you, you know you've you you jump into things. Why do you do that? Why do you not stop and pause and wait a minute? All right. And check out the you know check out if this suit is safe before you jump off and fly. Mm. Um. So yeah, that's probably a, a prime example. Trusting. Can you trust um, trusting that? And it, that's an intuition thing as well, isn't it? I guess yeah. trusting my intuition with um, sharing something with someone. So how is it these days? So if you've been bitten in the bum like that before, where something that matters to you has been passed around your town mm. that you've shared with somebody in confidence kind of thing, maybe you haven't asked explicitly for confidence around this, but you've shared it and you just thought, well, of course he's not going to tell anyone or she. Um, what's that done for you by way of 
trusting people moving forwards from after that point? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I really do check in now. Mm. And I keep my circle of trust tight. That's it. Simple. I just, I only share things with the men that I can complete. And, that, and I can count those on one hand, actually. Mm. There's my men's group. You know, you. Um, oh, don't trust me, mate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you you procrastinate for way too long before. Yeah, I know exactly. About, so I'm queuing up telling... those things I shouldn't share <laughs> gently, and then I gradually release them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So if I share something with you today, it might take a year before you blab it to someone. You probably mean. okay. Yeah. That's cool. So I'm safe. For it a probably year. won't even matter then, would it? Yeah. So does it make you hesitate now when you when you think about well I'm going to say this thing to to John I'm just oh I'm just shooting the breeze with this guy I see him down the local shop have a combo should I mention that or not is is there hesitation definitely yeah definitely yeah there's definitely a scar from um, Mm. being way too trusting I think way too trusting in other people's ability to not share what I've shared so. yeah, I mean, there are. I've also um, culled some men out of my life. Wow! For that just reason, just men. I've gone. Ooh, yeah, good question. And women. Yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. Mm. I just don't. I just don't. I don't just not speak to them anymore. That's you know, I don't blank them. Mm. I just don't socialise with them, and if I do, then I'm really cautious. Yeah. I've never confronted them either about it. I've never... Mm. That's quite a difficult thing to do, isn't it? To sort of front up to the person that knowing that that person has shared something and because that's the only person I've ever told about that thing, you know? Going to that person and going, you know what, that thing I shared with you? Did Mm. you really have to, you know, let go of that? Because that was really important to me that you didn't say and I asked you not to say. (laughs) Oh, you did as well. You, You asked them not to. Yeah. Yeah, this Oof. is really, yeah, yeah. Because if it's something I really, you know, mm. I'd really like if this stays between you and me. I really did say that, yeah, in that this one particular thing I'm talking about. And he said, yeah, yeah, of course, mate. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. So what else? You know, like really prodded a bit deeper and I mm. shared a bit more and I shared a bit more because I felt like. Okay. And off it went, yeah. Mm. I wonder what, how people do that, uh, share. You know, you know when, you, when you sort of had that little bond, that yeah. trust. With each other, you know, explicitly, please don't share this, you know, between you and me. And then they go off and share it. And it's like, huh. Well, I think it's, it, this again comes back to maybe what we we're talking about in, you know, in, in the other episode about sharing in men's groups and, mm. or choosing someone in your life who you really trust and, and only share with that person, you know, and you can trust me to, to, to not. You know, release that anyway and, and we're coaches as well so we get told stuff all the time don't we you know, in, our, in our work you know we our clients share things with us that, which mm. were 100 percent watertight confidential um so we kind of kind of comes second nature but if you told me something that was really quite kind of scandalous you know i it's quite a thing to for you to hand that over to me with trust it's like this big jewelry box of mm. oh my god are you sure you want me to are you sure you know you're handing it over to me it, yeah, with your hundred percent trust, and go. Okay, I'll take care of this. Yeah, yeah, I got it. All right. Okay, I'm going to put it down here. No one's going to see it, but mm. now I've got to carry this around with me. This thing. 
and it's shiny and it's it's an interesting story and it's you know it's um tabloid kind of shininess to it so i think some people just cannot resist yeah that story they cannot resist going look at this guess what you'll never guess guess. what don't tell anyone this is really important do not tell anyone but i'm gonna show you this yeah yeah can I show you? Yeah, I won't tell anyone, I promise. Look at this. Look how shiny it is. And they go, shit, man, look at that. Has he really trusted you with that? Yeah, yeah. He said, don't tell anyone. So do not promise. Yeah, I promise I won't. And then he's passing it to him or her. Now she's got a copy of it. Mm. <laughs> off it so goes. There's some sort of buzz in that sensationalism, isn't there? There's a spike of, um, yeah. oh, I shouldn't do this, but I'm letting you into a secret. Yeah. There's a power exchange in that, I think. Mm, and it's exciting. I'm yeah. feeling excited and I'm like ju- juggling my knees. <laughs> feeling excited, excited about to... sharing your own secrets <laughs> <laughs> to the wrong people. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah well, that's interesting. Uh, mm. Procrastination is, um, yeah, is, is one of those things which um, I, I definitely, is, I don't know if this is true for you or not, but I think the things that we struggle with and uh, oftentimes our clients struggle with too. They kind of come to us in this way of, like a few of my clients have, they struggle with procrastination, of course. And it's it's a bit, it's, it's oftentimes because coaching is a, a journey of growth and expansion and change. So you're moving away from the known into the land of the unknown, of course, you know. And oftentimes in those sort of circumstances, what happens is that the unknown is frightening. It's scary. And of course, we encounter those edges. Remember? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And edges are very difficult to traverse. There's an inevitability. Like I'm going to go over that side. I'm going to. It's inevitable. I have to move from here to there in life. That's what we do. Nothing stays the same. Everything has this transformation and this this growth. But it's like, geez, I'm going to avoid going over that hill if I can, because I hear there's dragons over there. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So what do you do when you encounter edges in that way? I just go through them anyway. Jeez. Yeah. Well, mm. <laughs> yeah, I really do. Uh, and that's and I, when I hear myself say that, it sounds really arrogant to myself as I hear myself say it. But there, I do. I just kind of, I run at, I just run at it because it's like this, um, I run at the dragon and I don't know what, I don't know why I do it, but I just run at it and I just go. I've got. I even do this thing where you will not beat me. You know, if a computer's messing me around, or a, you know, if I'm building something in the garden or in the in my shepherd's hut, I'm building a shepherd's hut at the minute, and I'm trying to get something to thing, and I'm going, "You will not beat me, you son of a bitch!" <laughs> I really. So I've got this real determined kind of um, stubborn character. Um, so I wonder if that sort of plays into it. That I've got the like you said earlier, this bullish way extroverted brahness to me this sort of you know like when i when i was part of the extinction rebellion movement i was you know my part to play in that was on the front line mm. you know i'm i'm the guy i've got to I'm go, I'm sign up to this and then go right you know almost go to the if i was a, a war i'd go right give me a must give me a gun give me a thing and i'm gonna go on the front line where's the front line because i want to be on the front line <laughs> you know don't put me in an office I want to be on the front line mm. and I'm going to charge over that thing. Yeah, but not today, mate. It's tomorrow. <laughs> oh, is it? Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
we're not going to the top today. Oh. Oh. This kind of childish. Oh, I can even feel it coming out of me now. This sort of excited um, um, playfulness part to this uh, anti-procrastination thing, mm. and actually, it's one of my triggers actually as well. Procrastination in others, I get triggered by it because of um, because of the way I, I'm the because I'm the opposite. If I find someone procrastinating about something, um, it sets off a, a saboteur trigger in me. Mm. Ah, interesting. So in a kind uh, of come on, you know, you know, come on, get on with it, kind of, and it's a real. I have to really self manage around it. I really do. Hmm. It's um, it's not nowhere near as bad as it used to be, hmm. but it's definitely there. It's this kind of come on. So what's behind your impatience with them then? So if they're procrastinating and that's their process. Well, the voice, the voice for me is why can't you just why can't you just start this? Or why can't you just get that thing going? Why don't you just do it? What's stopping you? Mm. You know, and it sounds horrible, doesn't it? As I hear myself say it, but it, it's um, it's impatience, yeah. Mm. And it's and it's something I've recognised recently in doing some saboteur in a critic work that that is my number one saboteur. Ah. It's called restless. It's the restless saboteur. <laughs> okay. That comes in and says. Come on, you've not got time to finish this. Get on to the next thing. Don't finish. You don't need to finish it. It's just, just get it out like that. That's good enough. Off you go. Because then you can get on to that next thing over there. So it's about not being in the present moment. It's not mm. allowing myself to be present with what's right here. I'm on to the next thing. So I think there's something around that. It, the procrastinator triggers that saboteur. Okay. What is it about stopping and being in the moment then that it's afraid of? Ooh, good question. If if that lands for you. Yeah. It lands for me because what am I afraid of? I don't know if I'm afraid of anything. I think it's just there's something shinier over there and I want to go and see what that thing is because I can see it twinkling in the light. So this thing that's in right in front of me is boring now. I'm done with that. So I go mm. over there and I see what that shiny thing is. And I pick up the shiny thing and I go, oh, this is really shiny. And then there's another shiny thing over there. So I'm not appreciating the shiny thing that I've just picked up mm. and seeing it for what it is. There's a glint pulling for my attention over there. Mm -hmm. And this impacts me in my family, with my children sometimes, um, when I'm not being present because I'm thinking about something else. Um, it, it, yeah, it, it impacts me all over the place. So it's it's really interesting to be working with it deeply mm. right now. I'm doing a lot of work on this at the minute and with my clients. I'm passing this training that I'm doing on to my clients. Positive intelligence training, like mind training, re, yeah. re, reworking brain waves and neural pathways in the brain to untangle from these uh, patterns because this thing's ruled my life. I notice this you know, this saboteur has really been ingrained. Yeah. And just hearing myself talk about it has me feel shame around this, mm. you know, how I get triggered by people like you. You're a procrastinator, I'm not, and you are triggering me and that is effect, that can affect my relationship with you, for example. Yeah. You know, like it does with my kids. I'm going, mm. come on. It's not a nice place to be. 
<laughs> well, it's interesting when you say that because I'm noticing my inner critic, which is procrastinating, you know, it wants to procrastinate. It wants to feel safe enough before it moves forwards for the continuation of the existence of me. Its biggest fear is that I won't exist. I'll perish unless right. I cover all bases, even towards something. Because if I produce that film of Andrew and it looks good, great. But if I produce it and there's one or two people who just point, pick holes in it and say, well, timing could have been a bit better. There. You know, it's not as mm. good as I imagined it would be from you, Phil. Oh, that'd be devastating. That'd be some <laughs> sort of rejection and cast out of the tribe and then worst case scenario perish and be eaten by dinosaurs you know yeah but i notice when with your when you say about come on get on with it i'm like no you need to plan you need to prepare a little bit and that kind of has me feel a bit mm. like ooh, there's an interesting dialogue between those two saboteurs almost finding each yeah. other's ground yeah finding each other's representation of 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 what it is they're trying to do for us and and to sort of meet in the middle a little bit can I ask you, has that ever happened where you have been cast out of the tribe because because uh, something just wasn't quite good enough and you f were literally cast out of the tribe and that you were proven right? That my saboteur was proven right? In, mm. in No, well, I'm still alive. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't perished or been eaten by a saber-toothed tiger. So no, there's no... There's no, there's no ground to it there's no grounding to it but there is um there is um that's its fear that's its fear mm. that's, that's and that's strong enough right it's a strong voice in me that one yeah mm. its fear is uh being cast out being rejected being judged not being good enough i think that's what it boils mm. down to uh, and it's yeah. far less impactful on me these days because I have an awareness of it. You know, 50% of the battle is having awareness of that thing which is trying to run us in the background, of course. 50% yeah. of the battle. But I do notice that it's when I step into the creative endeavors, the new endeavors around, here's something that I'm creating that cannot be, it can be judged like an, a photograph uh, or like um, a series of photographs or some writing that's all fine. I've tested the water in that and I'm I'm pretty good at it now and I'm mechanically able to produce things I know looks good and I, I and I feel very confident in saying yes I can do that. But now because it's video because it's totally new territory it's like you could screw this up Phil. You could not be very good at this. So why even bother doing it? Stick to what you know. Yeah. Yeah, stay small. Oh. Yeah, exactly. But, and yet there is that, and yet there is that <laughs> massive yearning in me to make it happen because life is short, and I know yeah. I can make it happen. I know I can do brilliant yeah. videos. And you're great at what you do. You really mm. are. And I cannot wait to see those videos. No, no, don't in say fact, that. Sign me up. Sign me up <laughs> now because I just want one. <laughs> well, that's 20, how I, yeah, twenty twenty six. Yeah. What when there's is that one? <laughs> Yeah, that, get to the back of the queue. Well, yeah, I'm utilizing social distancing at the moment as a great justification why is it, well, I'm not <laughs> selling these things. Right. Um, no, I'm not. I'm, but uh, yeah, 2021, I think, is going to be very different. I think once I've cracked out open the, the first one, once I've nailed that one and got it live, I'm like, yeah, there it is. It's good. And there's always yeah. room for improvement. There's iteration, isn't there, as you get better and 
you're just naturally it's it's like driving initially it's clunky you don't know what the stick is and the wheel is you have a vague idea it turns you left and right but after a while you it's like breathing you're not even thinking about it and then yeah. You're like, yeah i can do this i can drive easy yeah totally same thing so what's the balance between procrastination your you know there is a balance between what i'm seeing is you and me mm. total opposite ends of the spectrum what's the balance in the middle what's the sweet spot i wonder I don't know, but we seem to, it doesn't seem to impact what we're creating now. It doesn't seem to, yeah. uh, unless it does, unless they combine and there's a nice little bit of alchemy there, which is when my, yeah, and actually that is true. Like I was procrastinating about doing a podcast on my own because it was like, well, how am I going to keep it consistent? How am I going to generate content that's decent? How am I going to do that? How am I going to do this? And you were like, yeah, I'd love to do a podcast with you when I mentioned the idea. And so I was like, great. So it kind of met in the middle. It's like this, it met at the peak. And it's like, yeah, we can do this together. Let's see how it goes. And it's just flown really, really beautifully. Mm. And I think because I'm doing it with somebody I trust and someone that we have fun with, the the finger of uh, judgment or the, or the you know people looking at what we're doing isn't just pointing at me. It's pointing at us and mm. what we're creating. So I can feel a lot safer in saying yes to that. Yeah. So that's yeah. interesting. Yeah, I noticed the energy of which we're talking about, the, we, that we talk about stuff is also there, as I notice it, Palp palpably, is that the right word? Yeah. There is a, you know, there is a, the energy of your character and my character. Yeah. The the alchemy of that definitely works. I can mm. sense yeah. it. People have said that in response as well to, a, yeah. to our podcast, which is really lovely to hear. There is a, there is that sort of alchemy. Yeah. And they call it, we can talk about it moving forward in a subsequent show. The third entity gets created, you know, uh, a sort of personality, which is the combined personality of both you and I, is that which shows up. That's the that's the personality that people are feeling, which is the the unified personality of both you and I. So we can talk about that in a subsequent show. Yeah. All right. That was awesome. What a great conversation about procrastination, and we we got it in the bag. So. Obviously, it didn't stop us. <laughs> That's brilliant. This is this is take seven, though. <laughs> yeah, don't tell you. <laughs> Behind the curtain, they're not supposed to hear. Uh, yeah, but that was brilliant. Thank you, man. That was such a great conversation about procrastination. And uh, it's always take one. We just press record and speak. Yeah, these are these are conversations from our hearts, aren't they? You know, we just speak from mm. from the present moment and that's that's what i love to do i love that's why i enjoy doing it with you so much is it's mm. just right in the moment we hit record and start talking mm. and we hope that people out there enjoy it and, and take take something from it yeah fantastic uh, see you next time yeah take care cheers everybody bye